there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 20, season three of the Daily Mission podcast. It is Greg in studio. Full transparency. I won't lie. I am battling something today. I'm not sure what it is. I woke up and... I mean, there was uh, liquids coming out in in places where I'm not used to. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 feeling uh, you know I'm a little bit you know I look like a ghost I should say. And but you know what I'm gonna battle it out. You know I came down to the studio. I was like I gotta get this thing rocking and rolling because there's a lot to talk about. I'm gonna do my best to get through it. Uh, but we're starting things off in the pregame episode 20, season three, and Uncle Chen. If you don't follow on Instagram or TikTok, actually, they wouldn't allow me post. They wouldn't allow this post to be live on TikTok, which was an absolute joke. They made me take it down, uh, but I put it on Instagram. It was allowed. But this Uncle Chen individual, 50 year old from China, he ran a, ran a marathon last week, ran it in three hours and 28 minutes. But he smoked the entire time. He was smoking cigarettes the entire time. This right now, I mean, I can't imagine. Like I've been, I've run probably, you know, I've run 10Ks. I think my longest is a 15K I did with my dad. And I, I'm telling you right now, I don't enjoy those lengths of runs. They're tough on the body. But to be able to run 42 kilometers and smoke cigarettes the whole time, I mean, that is an incredible feat. Um, Just an unbelievable display of athletic ability. And uh, I'm not sure what his lungs look like. Um, I mean, I don't even know what that does. I mean, you're just, you're, you're killing them and then you're just, you're just, you're just making them work. I mean, it's just, you're just asking to have a stroke or a heart attack or something ridiculous during this marathon. But uncle Chen from China smokes a full pack of cigarettes or multiple smokes, chain smokes the entire race and, and finishes in three hours and 28 minutes. And if you don't know much about marathons is, is a really strong time. Like it's not. That's not like just like that's a good pace and he's just absolutely blowing darts. So, I mean, Uncle Chan, you should check this guy out. What an absolute legend. Continue on the pregame show. Giselle is potentially dating her jiu-jitsu coach. Right now they're vacationing in Costa Rica. I'm not sure if they, she brought him along to be with the kids. I think they're dating and that's tough. But the more I think about it, are we really going to feel bad for Tom Brady? I mean, this guy could walk into any club, any bar, anything in, I, like, they're just back from Germany. I'm like, mm, I wonder if he went and tasted the German cuisine, uh, cuisine, if you, let's put it that way. Um, I wonder if he was in the mix in Germany and, and really, you know, scouting things out. But uh, Giselle has moved on. I'm thinking Tom Brady might, you know, he might make a little roster for himself. Uh, I think that would be the way to go. But who knows? He might be back in the dating world soon. But uh, Giselle has moved on. And Tom Brady is looking for his eighth Super Bowl, and I'm hoping he's enjoying himself because that will that will make me a happy individual knowing that Tom Brady is in the mix. In the boxing world, Jake Paul and Andrew Tate sounds like they've got something brewing for next year. 
2023. If you're unfamiliar with either of these guys, which I would have to see the rock that you're living under if you're unfamiliar, but Jake Paul, obviously one of the Paul brothers, massive social media influencer, spent his youth kind of on the Disney Channel circuit. Uh, and Andrew Tate kind of came to fame in the last year. Um, his Hustlers University's very uh, polarizing individual um, but has made serious waves was, is, I mean, is probably the most famous person on the planet in terms of, I, I mean, the come up of Andrew Tate was something that's unprecedented. I mean, we've never seen that in, in fame and social media before he, he, no one had ever heard of him. And then all of a sudden he's the most talked about individual on the planet, um, in a matter of months, but it sounds like they're going to fight Andrew Tate and Jake Paul. Um, that's going to be one worth buying. I think, um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think Andrew Tate's closing in on 40. So I think Jake Paul, like, I think he's got to fight someone who's like 26, 27. Like, I've wanted this guy to get, uh, but as he continues to, to box and continue to get reps in, like, I think he's going to get better. Clearly, um, you know, beating Anderson Silva is solid. I mean, Anderson Silva is almost 50, but um, I mean, we'll see what happens. It, it's going to be an exciting fight. Like I mentioned the last episode, the FIFA World Cup starts Sunday. Absolutely electric. I mean, it's it. The stories that are going to be told from Qatar are going to be hilarious. Uh, already, a Danish media individual was filming a uh, you know a piece on, on the street, and these three individuals come up and just start harassing him, telling him we can't film there. And anyway, it's going to be interesting to see all of the stories that come out of Qatar. But we've got the first fixture. That's what they call uh, matches or games in the World Cup. Are fixtures? Uh, in the first fixture, uh, we've got Qatar and Ecuador. I think. This is just, let's walk through this. You got to think Qatar wins this. I mean, is, are they going to lose on the international stage the first game to Ecuador? I'm going to be, I think I'm going to hammer the Qatar money line. I think that this could be some mix. There could be some fixing in this fixture. Um, so we'll see what happens. But Qatar versus Ecuador in match one on Sunday. So, I mean, we'll be able to recap and, and kind of look forward to the rest of the fixtures uh, on Tuesday when we're back. But, I mean, right now, I mean, I'd have to, I'm looking at Qatar and Ecuador and I'm thinking, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Qatar money line. So, I mean, we'll, uh, I'll talk about that more in the chalkboard app. Get in there if you're not in there. Um, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue to monitor that situation. But right now, I'm telling you right now, there's some freshly squeezed lemonade coming out of Qatar. All right, let's move into quarter one, ladies and gentlemen. It is NFL football. We got quarter two. We'll talk a little bit about the NBA. Quarter three, we'll move into the NHL. And quarter four, I'll just have a little bit of rapid fire from the PGA Tour. We got the Grey Cup this weekend and uh, the MLB. Not not much to say about the Grey Cup. I'll tell you right now. Don't follow the CFL that much. Um, but uh, in the NFL. Derek Carr. So the Las Vegas Raiders clearly have been just an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, Josh McDaniels in his first season there. We talked. I talked about it last episode how they've brought in, you know, a plethora of, of of star free agents, and you thought that these guys were going to make a step in the right direction. It's been a terrible season for them. But Derek Carr came out. He was crying in the media, you know, saying how everybody on the team is sacrificing so much. If we saw the work they put in, and I'm sorry, Derek. I, I mean, I think that's just you know what happens when you're a professional athlete. I think that that's just the kind of commitment that you expect from your teammates and from people around the league but I, you know I get it he's emotional they've been losing and and, and Devontae Adams I mean they've got the back of Josh McDaniels um they they say you know Rome wasn't building one day and and uh, all this stuff so we'll see what happens in, in Las Vegas I mean I, I think you, you should have a bit of patience I think that 
these new head coaches that get fired after, you know, half a season or, you know, a few games, like obviously it's going to be a bad season. Like they're not going to be a playoff team and they also play in a, you know, a, t- a tough division. Um, but I think you got to give them a little bit more runway, but um, if not, he'll end up back in New England. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Las Vegas, it's been tough. And I know uh, pressure, uh, you know, listener to the show, he's a big Vegas fan and man, they've been bad. So tough for, for Raiders fans. Uh, it's been a long time since they've been, you know, a real Super Bowl contender. Andy Dalton to remain the quarterback of the uh, of the New Orleans Saints. I, I, this is tough for me, man. I, I think Jameis Winston deserves to get back in there. I, I do think that uh, Andy Dalton does use Alvin Kamara a bit better, but I mean, Winston he he can he can hunk the rock around. Uh, it's tough, man, because Dalton hasn't looked good. The Saints have been just a dumpster fire. You kind of knew once Drew Brees left and Sean Payton resigned that they were going to be an absolute dumpster fire, and they are. But Andy Dalton will remain quarterback, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how long that stays intact. But I think the biggest news in the football world this season, or I think the biggest news, I shouldn't say in this season, I should say this week, is that Deshaun Watson is now back practicing. Uh, So uh, I think he's got two more weeks of suspension until he returns. So this is my issue. I've in fantasy right now. I've got Trevor Lawrence and and Russell Wilson, who I don't love either of them. Um, it's been Trevor for the majority of the season, riding shotgun. Um, the rest of the team's a wagon. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to have a great quarterback that you can. Is Deshaun Watson going to be a viable option to pick up? Because he's on the waiver wire and he's staring at me. Um, so I guess you can kind of hit me in the DMs or or you know tweet at me. That's one thing too. Get on the Twitter. Uh, if you're listening, you're not on the Twitter, get on the Twitter. Let's get the Twitter humming. Uh, I'm going to work on my Twitter game, uh, but tweet at me and say yes or no to Deshaun Watson off the waiver wire. And let's hope that he's in the ice bath because if he's got to go see that team massage therapist, things might get a little out of hand. But uh, okay, let's go into it. We got week 11. Week 11. You know week 11 is a good week to make some money. So let's, I, I mean, my three best bets were, were a bit better last week. It was two and one in my three best bets. Um, hopefully can start to turn things around. Um, hit a nice little parlay last night. So, um, obviously my, I mean, my gambling has been fantastic in the NBA and NHL, and I just haven't found my stride in the NFL this year. It's been tough. Um, you know, anyway, it's too, it's still exciting and I'm still going to get action in the NFL. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's rhetorical for a sports fan. But let's go through it. So tonight, the Thursday night, we got the Titans heading into Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. The Packers minus three and a half favorites. This one for me, it screams Titans plus three and a half. Like I could see Green Bay winning, but do they win by a bunch? I mean, this is a team that obviously they beat the Cowboys last week, but like, are we really buying? They ended a five game losing streak. Are they going to continue that momentum? I think I like the Titans in this one to cover three and a half. Um, it's you got Tannehill back. You got Derrick Henry. You can absolutely run the rock. And this Titans defense is no joke. So I, I'm going to be on the Titans plus three and a half, I think. But Sunday, moving into Sunday, we got the Patriots at home to the New York Jets. The Patriots minus three favorites. I'm on the Patriots. They've just had the Jets number. Uh, they beat the wheels off them in New York earlier this year. I'm going to be on the Patriots minus three. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased there because uh, I'm a Patriots fan. But coming off the bye, Bill Belichick and, and that defense is actually they've they've been fantastic. Um, they're 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 deep and uh, they've been they've been balling. Uh, I really like the New England Patriots defense. And then if Mac Jones can kind of take some strides. You know, Mac Jones, he finished off the year last year being a pro bowler, and, and really it looked like he had made a ton of strides. Uh, they were a playoff team, and, and you know, from start to finish, it looked like he, he really, you know, took some 
took some, uh, you know, had some growth, I should say, in his in his quarterback play. But he hasn't looked at the way this year. A little bit of injuries and hasn't made great decisions with the ball. And you've had the Bailey Zappi incident where he came in and looked good. So. Uh, I think Mac Jones is going to start to figure things out. I think this Patriots team could could sneak into the playoffs, um, but we'll see what happens there with the Patriots. But I'm, I like the minus three this week. We've got the Eagles traveling in Indianapolis. Um, obviously, we've got the new head coach, Jeff Saturday, in Indy. Uh, Philly ends up losing to the Commanders on Monday night, which we were on. We were on the spread. I wish the money line, but we were on the spread, like the tiny peanuts that we have. I uh, wish we would have put the pumpkins in the wheelbarrow and, and went commander's money line but i think the eagles bounce back in this one um i'm not sure if about six and a half though uh matt ryan looked better last week against a team that's you know obviously not good but they had a lot of you know a fire uh, and i mean they got a lot of injuries um both receivers aj brown and Devonte smith are questionable quick turnaround from the monday night or i guess it's, this is a sunday game but uh i'll go with the colts plus six and a half in this one um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout in Indy too. It's tough to blow out teams on the road. Um, I think this Philadelphia team is going to come back to earth a little bit too. Uh, they were getting a lot of praise. A lot of people crowning them Super Bowl champions uh, after like eight weeks. So uh, I'll be on the Colts plus six and a half. I like the Rams plus three on the road in New Orleans. I know they're going to be without Cooper Cup, but I mean, the Rams, they're not going to get, they're not going to lose to the Saints, are they? I like the Rams plus three. So those are three dog lines that I like early. The Falcons at home to the Bears. Falcons three point favorites. Don't love this line. Um, gosh, I I think I'll go with the Falcons minus three. I think I mean Justin Fields has, has looked a lot better lately. So maybe we ride the that's that's a questionable. That's a game I don't love. Uh, and then we get the Commanders minus three in in Houston. I think this is the game that you think okay Washington's going to gain some momentum. This is a complete Commanders thing to do. They're gaining some momentum. They beat Philadelphia in prime time and then they lose to the Houston Texans. I'm on the Texans plus three. The Lions on the road in New York to take on the Gi- the seven and two New York Giants. Lions Giants, another game I just hate. Uh, I'll take the Giants minus three. I like the over in that game to be honest, but I th- I think I'll take the Giants in that one. The Ravens minus thirteen versus the Panthers. Uh, gosh, that I mean, you'd have to think that the Ravens are going to be moving and grooving at home. Is that going to be a, a massive blowout? Yeah, let's hop on the blowout train. I like the Ravens minus thirteen. Uh, the Bills versus the Browns minus eight. The Bills, you'd have to think that they're going to look for a... They're pissed off right now. They've lost to the Jets. They lost last week to the Vikings. They get things back on track at home. Minus eight. I'm on it. Uh, the Broncos versus the Raiders. I'm on the Raiders plus two and a half here. Uh, the Broncos are favorites minus two and a half, but I'm on the Raiders here. Um, I hate Russell Wilson now. I've got a strong hate for him just due to the fact that I drafted him in fantasy, and he has been just an absolute plug. So I'm going to be on the... Uh, I'm on the Broncos in this one. Uh, and then we got the Bengals, Steelers, Bengals minus four, Bengals coming off the bye. I think the Bengals get this done uh, on the road in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, obviously, Pittsburgh looked pretty good last week, but I mean, it was, it was the, who were they playing? The Lions or the Bears? I think they put the Bears. No, who were the, who were the, I forget who the Steelers are playing. Uh, but um, it was the Saints. They blew up the Saints at home, uh, 20 to 10. But uh, I like the Bengals. I think they cover four points on the road in Pittsburgh. Um, that one, we'll monitor that one. Uh, obviously, too, if you want updated picks, just go into the Chalkboard app or, or message me on Instagram, and I'll give you my picks. Uh, Cowboys at Vikings. The Cowboys are two-point favorites. What? <clears throat> Why is that? Is there some massive injuries in the... Okay, we got Jefferson's question. Okay. 
Well, that's a line that I didn't expect to see. The Cowboys are favorites in Minnesota. I'll ride with the boys. I'll ride with the boys. If Vegas is doing something, I'm on it. If they're sniffing out an upset, I'm on it with them. I think the Vikings gonna, they're going to drop a few games here soon. So I will be on the Cowboys. Minus two. We've got the Chiefs heading into LA to play the Chargers. Minus six. The Chargers kind of give them... It seems like Herbert can uh, can kind of keep up with Mahomes. Not in terms of uh, complete talent, but he, he likes to get in shootouts with them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Chargers at home to the Chiefs. Chiefs minus six favorites. I'm going to ride with the Chargers plus six in this one. And then finally, we got Monday night. We get the 49ers at Cardinals. 49ers, eight-point favorites. That's a division game on the road. You know, I don't like big spreads on the road. I'll take the Cardinals on Monday night plus eight. Those are subject to change, but those are just my initial looks out of the NFL. So we'll continue to monitor that situation. All right, I'm, 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 I'm flowing along okay here. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, folks, quarter two in the NBA, the Fuck the Jazz Tour. If you're familiar from last episode, I will be betting for 10 games. We're three of them in, and we were off to a 3-0 start. The Knicks absolutely pounded the Jazz. Uh, tomorrow night is the fourth game of the Fuck You Jazz Tour, and they'll be playing the Suns, so I'm confident in that. I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, we're three and on the fuck you jazz tour. So I, I kind of like the, the ideology behind this. You, you kind of sniff out a pretender earlier in the season and, um, and then like the jazz and you know, they, they were a complete pretender. They sold all off season and then you kind of just rel- And then the final straw was them embarrassing me on national television. So I was said, listen, I'm on the, I'm on the fuck you jazz tour and, and it's paid us so far. So I know arch, Loyal listener to the show. He's been making some cash on this. So, yeah, let's keep riding that bus. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Kevin Durant, star for the Brooklyn Nets. This this Brooklyn Nets team, I mean, you, you can say all you want about it. They are a content-providing machine. Anyway, Kevin Durant comes out, and he says, t- he gets interviewed. I forget by the NBA Insider he got interviewed by, but he said, look at my starting lineup. We've got Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, Joe Harris, goes on and goes, you think this team's going to win just because I'm in it? Like, you've got to go on a plane and buy, you've got to be around these guys and you throw them under the, it's just unbelievable the the cockiness behind Kevin Durant. Like some of these NBA players, like they, they hold themselves as like kings. Like it's just, you got to have a bit of humility. And like, just in terms of being a team player, like you can think that to yourself. I'm a big believer that you might be able to have the opinion. Like, okay, clearly I'm the best player on this team. And, but I've got to try to drag these guys along. Like I've got to put these guys on my back, but Kevin Durant has no interest. He just absolutely throws them under the bus. And it's like, you know, we're not going to win with this lineup. Unbelievable. And to make things even better, 
Ben Simmons, like I, I read a report that the Brooklyn Nets are starting to get worried about Ben Simmons availability. <laughs> well, no kidding. This guy, there's going to be a movie, a Netflix documentary. There's going to be something on Ben Simmons one day because the fall of Ben Simmons has been something that's just been so spectacular, so unprecedented. I mean, this guy close with LeBron, you know, first overall pick. He looks like a stud in Philly. And now he is a bum. He he can't get over 10 points in an NBA game. Like, what happened? Like, Doc Rivers really hurt your feelings that much? It's unbelievable, man. I can't get over this Ben Simmons character. It is something. It's tr it's truly something I've never seen before or can't, re can't uh, you know, recollect a, a, a player in NBA history that's been, you know, th this hyped up and this kind of filled with talent and filled with potential and just collapses. It's been fun, you know, the NBA this season. Um, you know, we think back and from, you know, 2010 to, you know, even, even before that, you know, 2008, 2009 to, to 2016, 17, 18. I mean, you kind of knew that LeBron was coming out of the East and that, you know, whether it was the Spurs or the Golden State Warriors or a wagon was coming out of the West, like, there's a lot of parody in the NBA right now, and there's there seems to be a guy worth watching on every single team, and I'm really enjoying it. Like last night, I had some, I, I play a little bit of DraftKings, and I had Shea Gilgers Alexander, and he put up 42 points. Like even OKC, like they're a dog shit team, but they've got some fun players. I mean, you look around the league, and I mean the Spurs don't really jump off the page, or Sacramento, but they've got Sabonis who who, who can play, and uh, De'Aaron Fox. But most teams have guys that are fun to watch, and most teams have guys that can try to keep the game competitive, and I think there's a lot of parody in the NBA right now. I think it's good for the sport personally. I mean, we look at the Lakers and Golden State Warriors, like these two teams are out of the playoffs right now. Um, but I've been really enjoying myself. Golden State, this is a trend that I'm going to be hopping on here too. Uh, they're 0-8 on the road right now. They have not won a road game. So this is, I, I think in the next four, maybe I'll go with like the next four road games for Golden State. I'll be riding their money lines, depending on what the lines are. Like if I can get plus odds on those. Um, but that's a trend that I could see turning around. Obviously, they're going to win some games on the road. It's the Golden State Warriors. This is the defending champions. I mean, they are a wagon. Um, so obviously, Nick Kerr, or, um, um, Steve Kerr, his son is Nick. Um, Steve is, um, he's, he's not happy with, uh, with the Golden State Warriors on the road right now. He says he, there's a lack of team grit. Well, no kidding, Steve. Um, that's also a kind of a, anyway, it's, uh, it, it, it is what it is right now, uh, for the Golden State Warriors, but, uh, that's a trend that we're going to hop on 0 and 8 right now. All right. That's going to conclude quarter two. We'll move into quarter three NHL. I'm battling right now. I'm getting some weird feelings in the stomach, but the Leafs are moving and grooving. And I always do. I pounce on the Leafs early in the season. I'm still not sold that they're going to be a cup contender and, you know, barring the moves, but, but hear me out. So I was thinking the other day, you know, I, as I do, I, you know, I, I like to think about, you know, hypothetical trades, but what do you think about the Maple Leafs looking to trade for Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and maybe, you know, a defenseman on Chicago that couldn't get, um, gosh, what's his name? Seth Jones, but you could maybe get like a Connor Murphy. Like he traded like knives, Nick Robertson, Willie Nylander. You've got the Muzzin cap room now. And then you bring in Taves, Kane and Connor Murphy. Like, does that, is that outrageous to think? Like, because now you send over Willie Nylander, and now you got like you've got enough cap room if they've retained half of the Taves, and now you got Taves in your bottom six. You've got Kane to replace replace Nylander. You've got Connor Murphy, a guy who can you know munch some minutes and be steady on the back end. And now you've changed the culture. 
the culture that hasn't won a playoff series since 2004, the culture that hasn't won a cup since 1967. Like this to me is a move that would be so bold and would be so exciting. And Kyle Dubas, he's a lame duck GM. He doesn't have a contract after this year. Does that sound outrageous to anyone? It must sound, there's going to be some, someone's punching their steel right now going, Greg, you're such an idiot. But I think that makes a lot of sense. Obviously these guys, Kane and Taves, they're on the back nine of their careers. Like, I mean, even on the last four holes, but I mean, like you you have a window, like your window is closing. Like John Tavares isn't getting any younger. Matthew, Austin Matthews has this year and next on his contract. I mean, like how how many times do you think you're going to be a top team in the NHL and have a run at a cup? Like I think I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Bring in two guys who have won three apiece. They know how to just lead. I mean, that to me, it, it just sounds just so enticing. I think that that would make a lot of sense. But who knows? Matt Murray ends up coming back off of injury. A guy who's played one game. Noodles McLennan was talking about it. He played one game in 275 days. So he played the first game of the year and he hadn't played. He missed like the last 30 for the Ottawa Senators and then obviously had the entire offseason. But he, Matt Murray, made his return and beat the Penguins. The Penguins are kind of, you know, they're they're in a bit of a slump right now. They had the big losing streak, lost seven in a row, and then they grabbed a couple wins and then lose, start to lose again. So we'll see what happens here. But Matt Murray, obviously Leafs fans will be happy about that. The Senators, they've had some terrible luck, man. They've lost Josh Norris, obviously, three to five months. Now they've lost Shabbat and Zub. I don't know if I talked about that last podcast or not, but they're 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 spiraling out of control. I mean, they had a big win last night over the Buffalo Sabres, but the Sabres have lost seven in a row. So things are kind of in the Atlantic Division anyway. Things are kind of starting to kind of teeter back into reality with the Leafs, Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Florida Panthers, excuse me, at the top of the division. But uh I could see Pierre Dorian doing something here, doing something outrageous. Um, because, I mean, it's been, what is it, two, three years now, kind of saying, yeah, we're building, we're building, and we're not rebuilding anymore. And then to be almost dead last in the league, like, you know, I think Shabbat will be returned soon. I'm not sure about Zub, and Norris is going to be long term. So um, I don't know what DJ Smith does sometimes with the Lions. Like, he had to brink out on the third line with P.O. Joseph last night. And uh, Dylan Gambrell or something. It was a weird line. I was like, man, you gotta you gotta have to bring that up with the big guns. Um, all right, bear with me with this one. We are gonna be on. Oh, I'm gonna be on the New Jersey Devils fuck you tour, and it will begin soon. Obviously, these guys are analytical darlings. They look fantastic. I talked about it last episode. They've won ten games in a row, but I could see a slide coming. I could see one, and it's not gonna start yet. But when I give the go-ahead, it's going to be 10 straight games of betting against the New Jersey Devils. And and I'm going to be all over it. And I'm excited about it. Like this team, you know, you know how, how it goes. I mean, they're on an absolute heater right now. As Jack Hughes said in the media, they're on a game nine, the 10 game now heater. It might start tonight against the Leafs. I'm going to hold off though, because I think the Leafs are going to beat them. The odds aren't great, but I'm going to hold off and I'm going to give you the go-ahead here shortly. Um, but, uh, the New Jersey devils fuck you tour is just around the corner. Jonathan drew He's out for, I think five, six weeks. I hope a lot of you guys understand how much of a bust Jonathan drew is. This guy played his junior hockey in Halifax with Nathan McKinnon. They ended up winning a Memorial cup. 
I mean, there was a lot of people who thought Jonathan Drouin might have a more illustrious career than Nathan McKinnon in the NHL. This guy was a full-on stud. I think he outpointed or he had more points in his Q career than uh, McKinnon. I think that's correct. But man, he's been a fucking terrible NHL player. I mean, he's he's a little undersized. He tries to do way too much. Obviously, he had his uh, his mental health issues, which you know, obviously, you know, you grant to him, but. I mean, he's been brutal. I mean, the Montreal Canadiens, what did they trade Sergachev for Joanne straight up? Like, that is one that you shake your head at. But, I mean, he's been, he's had some tough luck, but he has been brutal. He, I don't think his career goes on much longer. I think he plays in the fourth line right now. Get some power play time. He's a highly skilled forward. Don't get me wrong. But complete games, just nowhere near to be an effective NHL player night in, night out. So Jonathan Drouin has been an absolute disaster, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Eric Carlson. So we, we talked about it a few episodes ago about how much of a heater he's on. I think he's got 12 goals. He He's just been, he looks like the old Car- Eric Carlson. The Eric Carlson that signed for 11 and a half. He's starting to look like it. But Mike Greer, the new GM of the San Jose Sharks, said, the price is right, you can have him. So what makes sense for Eric Carlson? You know, where where would this guy might go? Uh, what makes sense for 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 a home for Eric Carlson? I mean, uh, does it uh, does it sound like he might head back to Ottawa? I don't know if Ottawa would do that. I mean, it's just a big cap to take on. Obviously, they'd have to retain some salary. It could be a three team deal to get you know get some cap room adjusted. Eric Carlson. I mean, this guy. For me personally, if I was a GM in the NHL team, I'm avoiding it just just. Purely from what I saw the last two seasons in San Jose, like I, I, it feels like that switch can turn off at any point in time. Uh, I know he was dealing with some injuries. He might be back to full health, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he like cuts his toes open and puts like chewing tobacco pouches in his toes. Legend move. Um, but uh, and I'm not even joking about that. I, I'm pretty sure he does that. I know he used to chew during the game, like put a pouch in and just start hawking tobacco. But I'm pretty sure he puts it in between his toes too. So I mean. Uh, I'll tip my cap to you, Eric Carlson. That's a legendary move, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, that's going to be a name worth watching, a name worth monitoring is Eric Carlson to see if he gets moved. All right, folks. Quarter four, just a little bit of briefing in the PGA Tour. We've got the RSM Classic this week at Ceylon, Georgia. They play the Plantation Course, the Seaside Course. I'm on Kevin Kisner, Sahith Tagala, and Ben Griffin. All all massive odds. Uh, So those are my three best bets. Uh, You might be able to live best bet. I think the gala is going to go into. I like Davis Riley as well. Those are two guys, the gala and Davis Riley, that I'm expecting to break through shortly. Um, they've got some experience on the PGA Tour. It seems like they can get it done. So I like Kisner too. Kisner, he missed the cut last year. He came runner up the year before. Obviously, it's in Georgia. He's a Georgia Bulldog guy. He went to Georgia. So. Um, and then we got we got a big break. Uh, so I've got the PGA Tour one and done uh, in the works. So I'll uh, keep, keep everyone posted with that. Um, so yeah, the PGA tour, it's winding down. It's been a great season. Um, and, uh, and we'll get things back on the go in January. Uh, obviously there'll be a few tournaments in December to talk about, but, um, yeah, the one and done will be just around the corner. It'll be free to enter. We'll have some great prizes for that as well. So, uh, if you have some buddies that are golf fans, we'll get them in that and, and we'll, uh, we'll try to get, you know, a couple hundred, few hundred people in it. I, I think that that would, uh, make a lot of sense. I, I you know, I, even a thousand would be, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, try to get a thousand golf fans in that. Uh, the great cop is set to go down Toronto Argonauts versus uh, Winnipeg blue bombers. Don't really follow it that much. All I know is that Winnipeg is going for the third in a row and that Atlantic Canadian former Acadia university student, Jacob, got his last name. 
plays in the D-line there. So uh, the great cop's going to go down. I uh, don't think I'll be watching it, but anyway. And just finally, in the MLB, uh, Teoscar Hernandez, a former outfielder for the Toronto Blue Jays, has been traded to Seattle. They brought back uh, reliever Eric Swanson and prospect Adam Mako. Um, so, I mean, obviously things are, they're shuffling the deck a little bit in Toronto. So we'll see if they're done there. I don't think they're done. Uh, obviously the pitching staff and bullpen are something that you're trying to address. So smell you later to Oscar Hernandez, uh, and Justin Verlander and Sandy Alcantara, both unanimous Cy Young winners in the AL and NL respectively. Uh, Alcantara, he went six complete games in a, in a analytical age in the MLB. It's very impressive. Uh, so congrats to Verlander and Alcantara for their uh, Cy Young wins. All right, folks, you know how this goes. Make sure you go and give the five-star of the episode. Uh, I appreciate you guys bearing with me during the monologue and bearing with me, you know, just as I'm looking for guests. Uh, I do have some news, actually. I'm heading to Baltimore next week um, to meet with some uh, some investors and to talk about kind of the future of the daily intermission and talk about um, just kind of, you know, just the, the big picture, I guess, of the daily intermission. So I'm hoping that uh, I can get some clarity and, uh, figure out, you know, how to continue this thing moving forward. But I know, you know, I really do appreciate you guys listening. Um, you know, I know it's not, it's not the content, uh, you guys deserve. And I, you know, it's, it's a much easier listen when there's, when there's, you know, multiple people bouncing around thoughts and bouncing around, um, narratives and, and, and I'm going to, uh, find that person and find that team, uh, it's just taking me a little bit of time, and I know you guys uh, you guys are the best. Uh, I really do appreciate you guys listening in. So uh, I'll keep you guys updated with everything that goes down uh, in the States. And, um, and uh, listen, we'll keep plugging along. I will see you guys on Tuesday. Listen, everybody, enjoy your weekends. Let's rock and roll. Love you guys. Bye.